What's up, everybody? This is the Nerd Cave News, and I am one of your hosts, Zach Dykes, joined with rumors say there is a detective with a unique advantage. He has telekinetic abilities. Using his mind, he can move objects and manipulate his surroundings. He keeps his powers hidden, though, using them only to solve crimes that baffle the conventional methods. Whether it's retrieving evidence from hard-to-reach places or subtly influencing the environment to gather clues, telekinesis proves invaluable in cracking all of his cases. However, he must be careful not to reveal his secret, navigating the fine line between justice and maintaining his anonymity as he continues to use his extraordinary abilities to fight crime. He becomes a force to be reckoned with in the world of law enforcement. He is Maxwell Mindreach Stone. Mm. 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 Very, uh, very detailed. Very detailed and a, and a great name to boot. But mm. now where does it rank? Because Where does it rank, Derek? Because we have, this will be our fourth name. Mm. And first off, we've got Marconius Dracon, the Great Wizard, mm. Captain Silverstride, and Kaka McGraw. Oh, it's definitely better than the than two and three. Mm. But is it better than Marcon Marconius Dracon? I don't know. Uh... I'm going to say because while I do like a good exposition, feel like it was a, a tad too long, just mm, just a hair, mm, just a hair. Mm. So I'm going to put that as my new number two. Number two, it is. Well, Maxwell Mindreach Stone, welcome to the stream. Hope everyone's doing well. Let us know how you're doing down in the chat below. I'm getting a message real quick. <coughs> oh Lord, it's <laughs> what is? Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? Are you, are you, are you sure? Are you certain? Are you certain? Okay. Uh-huh. Maxwell Mindreach Stone is none other than the Globetrotten. The nonstop action man himself, John Stevenson, guys. You're trying to do the Ric Flair bit. I can tell. <laughs> John Stevenson, like every week. I don't know how he keeps getting on this list, guys, but John Stevenson. Mm. Guys, just letting you know, today is a, is a very special day. It is it is definitely a special day here at the Nerd Cave. It is Helldivers 2 launch day, guys. Let's go, Helldiver. baby. Let's go. I'm excited because, you know, Sony was like, Zach, we know how important Helldivers is to you because you used to play it on the Vita. You love yeah. the Vita. And now we mismanage the Vita. We we claim that. Shu called me up today. He's like, he's like, happy birthday, Zach. Helldivers 2 is for you. So thank you, Shu. Full of grace. Unlike yeah. my co-host. Unlike my co-host. Full of grace over here. Full of grace. I'll say nothing else but menace is, is, is going on today. It's just Helldivers 2 launch yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank y'all for the happy birthdays. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. And, uh, yeah. So, but Dick. seriously, happy birthday, my, my brother. Thank you, so, man. I appreciate we, it. We got you a timeshare at the nursing home. 
thanks, man. I, I'm glad uh, I can take some time off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can take some time off. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. You know, it's like if if I get a timeshare at the nursing home, like, I get food. I yeah. get room. Like, shh. You get a sponge bath? <laughs> you know. Don't even have to bathe myself. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Derek, I've got to ask. Mm -hmm. What are you playing currently? Well, I can finally take nothing off the board. Mm, I've been playing. Mm. I finally got the gumption to get, download and start playing Hogwarts Legacy. Mm, mm. So. so how are you liking it? I definitely like the you know i definitely like the the fact that i could create my own wizard yeah um you know i named i named them you know my name starts with a d so i gave it like a proper english name dudley but mm, then i gave it mm. the surname is to honor the late great alan rickman so mm. i gave my last name rickman so okay okay i like it i like it man oh, um, um and the only thing like i like how i like 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 i told you Friday when I started it starts the intrigue from the jump man mm. like it like it just is like all right sets you up you're meeting the 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 professor you know and you're going off to Hogwarts you're starting a little late um late bloomer but uh and then it just is like you're you're, you're on the way there and then boom something happens and then it's like yep. okay what is this and like the first little bit like the puzzle solving and like the combat is pretty good so far only thing is, it's like, maybe it's like an upgrade later because I haven't gotten to like the skill tree part of um, the game. Mm. But I don't like the fact that you have to sit there and tap to use the basic blast uh, of your wand. Like, I you just can't hold it and just let it like keep firing. Yeah, that that's not an upgrade. I'll go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> of course, but uh, the way you learn the spells is intriguing and like because mm -hmm. it's actually like the wand motions that yep. you for the symbol you go around, um, and then. And then you know you get to Hogwarts. You, I like the headmaster's name, like the like you know the lineage, and then um, the 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 Professor McGonagall, uh, essentially of the of the of Hogwarts. I like all like the the lore they play into it. Um, the castle is massive. I know. I just went to Hogsmeade. Yeah. I finished my first day at Hogwarts. Um, nice little fun mini games that they threw at you there. Um, now I've done some side quests, some of them, eh, uh, there was one that was pretty intriguing that I wonder if it's going to have ramifications. I do wonder if there is like a morale system because it kind of seems like it plays with it, but it, I haven't seen any consequences yet. There is in a way, mm -hmm. but not like your normal morale system. Like oh, okay. you literally are just murking people left and right later on like you can learn all the dark magic stuff and no one bats an eye no oh, one yeah no one bats an eye so there's not like a true morale system mm -hmm. like you'll get like a stern but that's really about it like you don't yeah. like there's no like corruption on your body or anything like that uh, mm -hmm. per se got you okay the only complaint i have so far is the loot system like i i'm all for mm. getting stats but i feel like some of it's like a, like a little because i picked up one that was like 
an Azkaban mouth guard, and it just makes me look like Hannibal Lecter. Mm. And I, I've got it changed now, thank goodness. I found something, but like, like some of it feels just unnecessary. Like having a hat, like having like gloves on your hand, like just upgrade like a robe and a scarf and like you know glasses or whatever, and, up, and like a different wand with different abilities, whatnot. That to me would have been nice, but you don't have to do all this extra headgear. So, yeah, like. It, it is very looter heavy where like you'll have something and then like two minutes later, like you've got another piece of gear that is way better. The transmog right. transmog on the game is nice because once you have something, mm -hmm. you can make it look like whatever, um, right. like, like if you've had something else. So that's nice because I hate a mismatched character. I like my character <laughs> to be very put together and everything. Mm -hmm. So I that's that's something that's really nice. But yeah, like just get ready. You, it's it is very loot heavy throughout the oh, game. Yeah. Um, the thing like the castle is awesome. I love the castle. I need to go back yeah. and finish it. I'm close to the end uh, of Hogwarts Legacy, but I definitely did enjoy my time with it i do want to go back but uh it's it's not on my list at the moment uh mm -hmm. to jump into and everything but yeah i uh i'm enjoying it. i'm glad you're finally in it i know that was something that you wanted to play right from last year we had discussed on the show and everything so i'm glad you're finally getting into it i know dip my toes i have to ask what house did you end up going to guess gryffindor no Hufflepuff? No. Slytherin? Yes. Okay. I'm ambitious, baby. <laughs> well, you know, so well now I, was that I the first the, choice? I, was that I, the first choice that the sorting hat gave you, or did you override it? No, I, I knew how to play the system to get Slytherin. Oh, okay. You, you know, it's like it, it's pretty obvious like what 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 you need to answer and everything, but yeah. Like I, I tend to toe the line between Slytherin and Gryffindor. You know, I'm like, I'm kind of like Harry Potter on that end yeah. of things. But uh, yeah, I went Slytherin because uh, my favorite wizard of all time, uh, Slughorn, is from Slytherin. So, mm. um, you know, people Fair are enough. like, who's Slughorn? Mm -hmm. Cornelius Slughorn. He was the potions master. Mm -hmm. You know, Order of the Phoenix, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, uh, Amy. Now you don't you commit murder anymore, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, toe the line. I am. I am very Slytherin. You know, very ambitious. So, guys, drop your games in the chat. What you're playing right now? Dan coming in with some heart wrenching over here. His power supply on his PC oh, no. went out. So no PC games until that gets fixed. That stinks, man. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have to get like a super expensive power supply. Um, hopefully it's like a lower like wattage that you need. Cause once you hit like over a thousand Watts, it gets expensive. Yeah. And if you've got EVGA, uh, check your warranty, uh, because EVGA is really, really good on their warranty stuff. So check that out, Dan, and see where your warranty is on, on all of that. Brandon, welcome to the stream. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, luckily it's still under warranty perfect perfect hopefully like that gets turned around quickly because i know sometimes it's like it's under warranty but they drag their feet mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it, it's it's one of those things um but yeah so for me 
Mm-hmm. Uh, played some Power World on yep. Tuesday. Um, I caught a big woolly mammoth. Uh-huh. Like, dude, you caught the palace wine. Yeah, like, dude, I. This thing is like level thirty-five. I'm a level eighteen. Oh right? wow! And we, me and Nate are like running through the woods. Two of these things are fighting each other, mm-hmm. and I just start throwing pokeballs at them. Like, yeah. I just like keep throwing pokeballs. It's failed. It failed. And then the one I'm trying to catch dies. The other one is like weaker. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, we got to book it before we die. And Nate's like, no, let's just keep going. So like we're fighting it, and I just start throwing pokeballs at this one, and then. Derek, it catches it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out because, you know, I've, I got this thing that I shouldn't have at this level and everything. So, um, been playing that sea of stars. I've got about four more chapters in it Okay, and dude it's pulling at the heartstrings. Uh It is Uh pulling at the heartstrings over here, man. Like it, I'm not going to give anything away for the people that want to play it. Like, Guys, Sea of Stars is amazing. If you are looking for an RPG, I know I say this almost every week. It is <laughs> so so good. I I'm I'm glad that I'm getting close to the end because yeah, I do want to play some other things. But man, I have enjoyed every second of this game, and it is again like after the first nine hours. I know that sounds like a lot of time. But, like, it picks up pace super, super fast, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, like, it's just been going at a really nice clip. I wish the first half of the game was a little bit faster. Um, but, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Sea of Stars and then Power World. I've just been, like, playing on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Not my Steam Deck. My Backbone. Um and it's been really it's been really nice to just be able to sit on the couch and just play. Um, yeah. So, but I am looking forward to jumping into some hell divers. Let me just say, let me Tuesday. just say, yeah, I know, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I saw a lot of people like streaming it. I'm like, I'm gonna just wait. I yeah. want to experience it all, <laughs> all on uh, when I get when I get on Tuesday. We'll be playing with Yugi, which I'm really excited. Ooh, I think I forgot about Murdoch uh, might be joining us as well. And, um, you know, this weekend, Derek, mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves open beta. <laughs> you mean the, you mean, uh, Skull and Bones? Yeah, that one too. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, very curious to see. I don't know if I'll do the beta this weekend mm-hmm. just cause I, I'd rather play something else. But, uh, if it comes out, I literally was telling Amy, I was like, maybe they'll push it back so I don't have to play it. <laughs> Or just well, which I cancel it, but Singapore government has already no, that. they're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Dan says, "Yeah, my PC was made by CyberPower PC, so I'm sending it to them, but I'm told it will be at least 15 days after sending it off." Ah, oh, man, that stinks. Mm. Uh, welcome in, what up, Michael. Michael, how you doing, buddy? Glad Nate, you get. Welcome in. Howdy, and happy birthday. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate that. How are you? How's the fam, Jim? So. Guys, y'all put what you've been playing down in the chat or Rooney because we are going to get into the show proper. So here we go. But before that, just, you know, another announcement too. After the show, we're all going to meet at Zach's house and give him an, floggings, one for each year that he's that he, uh, old that he is. Okay. So just flog you. If, you, if y'all can find me, go ahead. I don't know where you live, sir. Y'all can find me. 
<laughs> Guys, this week in gaming, Disney flexes their wallet. Microsoft wants games on other platforms, and PlayStation shows off Final Fantasy Rebirth for the final time before its release. This episode of the Nerd Cave News is brought to you by the Epic Games Store, where you could support us by using creator code NerdCave at checkout. Also by Coffee Brain Coffee and our wonderful patrons, but more about that later, because now it is time for the gaming discussion. And my gosh, I everything in the world <laughs> has been going on this week. So first up... Right. Disney invests 1.5 billion with a B in Epic Games. New Disney themed Fortnite experience has been revealed. So Disney is investing a whopping 1.5 billion with a B in Epic Games for an equity stake in the company and will partner with the Fortnite creator to create what Epic Games is calling quote an expansive an open game and entertainment universe connected to Fortnite. This is a huge investment in Epic and arguably Disney's single biggest investment in the game space, particularly because it's all going to one giant studio. Quote, our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite in a transformational new games and entertainment universe, said Disney chief executive Bob Iger. This marks Disney's biggest entry ever into the world of games and offers significant opportunities for growth and expansion. We can't wait for fans to experience the Disney stories and worlds they love in groundbreaking new ways. Players have already seen multiple Disney characters join the ever-growing multiverse that is Fortnite, and with Fortnite's latest evolution of having entirely different games and experiences built within Fortnite, this partnership makes a lot of sense. A trailer to go along with the announcement even gives fans a tease as to what they might see from this new all Disney related Fortnite experience. Quote Disney was one of the first companies to believe in the potential of bringing their worlds together with ours in Fortnite, and they use Unreal Engine across their portfolio, said Epic boss Tim Sweeney. Now we're collaborating on something entirely new to build a persistent, open, and inter interro interop ecosystem that will bring together the Disney and Fortnite communities. So the first thing that jumps to my mind is like, are they going to create like a, like the new map in Fortnite or, or a new map in Fortnite, will that be just completely like a Disney World theme? You know, like, and you got to think they're going to be bringing a ton of like anything that Disney owns, like those skins will be in Fortnite for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, if you think about it, they already <laughs> had put out the Lego mm -hmm. thing and this is very interesting because Disney Disney's not doing the greatest right now financially. Right. So like this is like a a twist for sure. I'm seeing what they've got. Uh if they've got like okay, so they do I'm gonna I'm gonna share this while we talk about it. Yeah. Um but yeah, like they do have the lego experience which a lot of people have played and enjoyed and everything so i'm curious yeah. where this will go yeah um yeah i i don't know derek like this is a huge investment for it for, is for but i mean so i mean it makes sense from a business standpoint because fortnite is so huge and like it is the only thing that you know has lasted like that is dominated consistently mm -hmm. over the battle royale space and now it's like you can't even say it's a battle royale anymore because it's adding new genres to the mix it's just like 
like what they said, it's a, it's pretty much like a Fortnite gaming universe. Yeah. Um, my thing is, is like, what do you think they'll add? Like, they got to add more game modes, right? Like, they're going to do like, like I said, a Disney World theme. Like, they're going to have a Star Wars theme thing, a Marvel theme thing, a Pixar well, theme. Well, it's you know? like, like, if you look at this right here, let me back it like up. Like, that pretty much gives it away. Yeah, like you've got like the normal Disneyland in the middle. Yeah. You've got Marvel, Lucasfilm, ESPN is in here oh, as well. Yeah. And then you've got um the Tim Burton's um Nightmare Before Christmas. You've got cars down here, Wreck It Ralph, right. Star Wars, more Marvel. Uh I'm assuming that's like Tron. That's Lilo and Stitch over here. You mm. got more Star Wars. Like, there's so much. You've got Never Neverland down here. Yeah. Like, dude, there's so much in this that, like, I know people. I I I literally see uh, Dan's comment in here. It's like I already don't care about Fortnite. Uh, adding yeah. Disney to the mix ain't gonna draw me in. And I fit. I feel like you know. This is like one of those things that there are so many young people playing this game and mm -hmm. there's people like our age as well, but it's like you look at it and there are just so many people playing it. It's, it's money. It's literally right. money printing right here. It is. And now that, but that being said now, granted, yes, it is money being printed. Do you think, Disney, I, obviously, you could say you can make the cases like, oh, they're smarter with their deals, like especially after basically being freelance with all these other uh, studios to let like 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 Insomniac make Spider-Man, you know, mm -hmm. um, Idos Montreal making Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I know that's more Marvel stuff, but we saw Disney make like a long term investment before with EA and they floundered it. Do you think that Disney has learned their lessons from that, and that's why they waited so long to make an investment? Because, you know, they could have, when Fortnite was at its apex, when it was just a battle royale, Disney could have jumped in way soon, but do you think they played it smart here by investing in it now for what it is and what they're trying to do? Did they invest in EA? Well, remember, well, it was more like the Star Wars plan. You okay. know what I mean? Okay, like, so I, I feel like I, that's that's different, though, than what's happening It here. is, but, I mean, it's all under the Disney umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still part of the family. I The thing that Disney is really good at is seeing something that is successful and either getting it all or mm. getting investment in it because they want guaranteed money. Right. Star Wars, Marvel streaming services like mm -hmm. they're they're really good at looking and be like ah that's something that's working let's get let's buy this or let's mm -hmm. get a, a big majority share out of it and everything this is like them doing that because they've seen Fortnite has not dwindled it has only yeah. gotten bigger it's only grown it's only gained and they've they have a working relationship because they've had marvel star wars in there they've had so many different characters go mm -hmm. into Fortnite, and it's like okay we've had good relationships with them they've treated our characters well it's like right. it, it is like a shooter but it's not like violent. There's not blood or anything like that right. in the game. And now with 
Epic and Fortnite creating new experiences that aren't necessarily the normal Fortnite gameplay loop. Right. It's like, okay, this could be something. And then seeing Lego, what they've done with that, it's like, okay, this could be mm-hmm. like Disney Infinity. I remember them going really oh, big right. on Disney Infinity and everything. And it's like Disney has wanted to be in the gaming space because I see how lucrative mm-hmm. it is and everything. And they've seen how well, you know, Spider Man is done or, you know, Guardians didn't do that well as a game, but they see how gaming can be done well um so i think this is just them looking at it's like this is successful and we know we can make money off of this this isn't this isn't ea per se because it's not an investment with them that was just like okay you get a 10-year deal to make games off of our thing right and you know that didn't work out but they've kind of seen within that 10 years Fortnite has only gotten bigger. Right. Uh, Michael brings up a good question. How long will it stay free, though? I feel like it stays free. I mean, yes, because, again, they print money, and there's also there's always a price on freemium. You know what I mean? Like, Fortnite has made hand over fist the, every year since it's been released. Like, why mm-hmm. would it stop now? You know what I mean? Just because they're throwing this in there doesn't mean, yeah, like, yeah, Disney, I'm sure, kind of, in, like, nudged them a little bit it's like hey you're gonna you're gonna charge anything for this but it's like yeah we'll just charge for any kind of expansions or skins you know like or bundles you know what what have you um that i i don't see this you know being any kind of charge or them going the them suddenly turn around and saying it's like hey we're not free anymore yeah like i i definitely feel like it's going to stay free to play it will be the battle passes, the skins, and then yeah. with them being, uh, you know, this large of an investor, every mm-hmm. VC thing that anyone buys, any kind of money that is spent, guess what? Disney's going to make money off of it now. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it might not be dollar to dollar, but they're going to make some sort of percentage off of that, and that's where they're at right now. And you know you look at their box off numbers they've been they've had bomb after bomb after bomb and it's like the only thing that makes sense right now is this this is the only thing that disney has done that actually has made sense in a while uh right you know you look at the star wars like galaxy like the hotel that they built the Mm -hmm. amount of money that they were charging for people to stay at that hotel was insane and it it's literally even got to the point where they're shutting it down wow because no one's renting it no one's no one's going there and it's like okay this is way too much money and upkeep for someone for a place that people aren't going and people aren't watching the movies a lot of people are dropping out of disney plus and everything so Mm -hmm. it's like okay yes the the, right like the just i think it was today or yesterday like the price hike happened and they lost millions of subs yeah and and like the rights to uh there was like a football league or something they lost like a ton of subscribers over in india because they weren't carrying uh like a football league anymore right so like it's very interesting to see dan says nah companies don't learn from failure anymore they just double down on what re isn't working and i would agree yeah 100 like disney has not learned from a lot of mistakes but they have seen the 
the success rate of investing or buying companies that already mm -hmm. are successful. That that's what that's what I'm trying to say is they that's what they go after. That's the thing that they they want is like, oh, that's successful. I want mm -hmm. that. Oh, that's successful. I want that. And then, you know, once they get them, does it stay good? I don't know. That's for you to decide. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, as the as the saying goes. Yeah, but I was not expecting this news at all no. this week. I no. it was just like, what is going on? And uh -huh. <laughs> it was like, okay, Bob Iger, like, sure, let's whatever. go off. I guess uh, I was like, all right, we got some crazy stuff to talk about. Just like our next yes topic of the show, Xbox coming to PlayStation. X gonna give it to you. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle and possibly Starfield are reportedly being considered for PlayStation 5. As reported by The Verge, a source with knowledge on Microsoft's plans have claimed to, uh, the company is, quote, weighing up which titles remain exclusive and others that will appear on Switch or PS5 in the future. Indiana Jones is seemingly part of the new plan and we could be one of, and could be one of the first to kick off this new strategy if it ends up happening. Assuming this plan go goes forward, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle appears set to launch exclusively on Xbox and PC in by, by the end of the year this year and would arrive on PS5 after a, quote, rather short period that could just be some months later. Once again, it's important to take this with a grain of salt as, pl as plans change all the time. But the conversations look to be happening inside Microsoft. The report also follows rumors that Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves may also be jumping to other platforms as well and those two in particular we've reported on um, earlier this year. Uh, that's not all, however, as Xbox era is reporting that Starfield may be another game to make its way to PS5, according to Xbox era sources. Microsoft may be planning to launch Bethesda's space RPG on PS5 after the already announced Shattered Space expansion that is slated to arrive later in 2024. Furthermore, it has been claimed that Microsoft is making even more of an investment into PS5 dev kits to support this supposed multi-platform strategy it may adopt. Ahead of Starfield's launch, this, the question of its, of its exclusivity was one of its biggest out, out there. With, while it turned out Starfield was exclusive, as, as at least at launch, these potential new developments will also surely bring back the Elder Scrolls VI into view. While it hasn't been 100% confirmed, Microsoft's own internal documents have claimed it will skip PS5 and will only launch on Xbox and PC. Once again, plans change all the time, as it is possibly evidenced by these reports, so it's important not to take anything as fact until it happens. So, this has been another hot topic, because it's been, this saga started on Friday, mm -hmm. and it's like, though, like because we just got the develop because we know... The, like it said, Starfield was one of those bigs, like it was like announced and then Microsoft bought or at least started the acquisition with um, uh, Activision Blizzard and everyone's like, alright, and then well actually it was even like when they bought Bethesda and everyone was just like, will it remain exclusive? And, or will it be an exclusive? And then everyone was like, nah, it won't. And then Microsoft's like, yeah, it will. And now it's like, okay, it still might come, but we're going to do the complete edition, just like how they did Deathloop. Like, Deathloop mm -hmm. was exclusive to PlayStation. Then once all the DLC came out and, like, the expansion, then they're like, all right, here's the complete edition with everything a year later on Xbox. Um, it And, it, you know, it's funny because we just got the developer direct a month ago 
where we first saw like got in a, the first unveiling and the official title for the Indiana Jones game. And, you know, before we got that, it was like sometime last year where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be exclusive for Xbox and PC. So, but again, like I said, plans change. And mm-hmm. I think again, you, you know, people have been touching on this ever since this news came about. You don't spend this ungodly amount of money on studios to just keep it exclusive. Like, yes, make your make your make your deal make your deals worth it by having a timed exclusivity. But then it's like, go ahead and just put it to other things. Like you're you're cutting off your nose to spite your face financially by keeping it solo. Like gone are the days where this tribalism or this fanboyism. Like I know. We still beat the drum for PlayStation because they still make the best narrative games out yeah. there, you know, for, for since the PS4 era. At the same time, it's getting less and less important about what game, what console you have and why you why you should play that console and more about just play fun games everywhere. And yeah. I think Microsoft, you know, ever since Phil Spencer's taken over, he is like he has always been for the gamers and he's like, look, guys. We know you want to. We know you're getting tired of like these, like having to buy an extra console or buy a Game Pass subscription to just like on a PC to just play these games, like these few games that we put out. Why not wait it out and go ahead and spend money and you buy the complete edition when it comes out to the PlayStation as well? And it's also it's also a thing of because I know Bethesda in particular. Because they were the ones that were more, most vocal about when they got bought, and then Microsoft came in there and was like, "All right, these these games right here, we can keep on multi-platform. These games, however, because I think it was the Redfall developers, because they mm-hmm. were like in the whole Microsoft versus the world uh, thing. You know, it was it came out in court documents that it was like, oh, they were planning to make uh, Redfall multi-plat, and then Microsoft came in and changed that last minute." And yeah, that ticked a lot of the devs off. And I think now this is Microsoft meant whether whether that was true or not, that this is them trying to course correct that and try to appease the devs and be like, all right, you guys want to make it for multiple platforms? Let's let's talk this out. Yeah, um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, yeah, I think with Microsoft seeing you know playstation you know bringing stuff to pc and they've already done this you know with game pass i remember game pass got announced and it was like okay Mm -hmm. day one it's going to be on this and we're doing pc we're bringing xbox games to pc which was not the standard back then and i remember everyone losing their mind i was like what's going on this makes no sense and it's like looking at it now it's like wow that was actually like really smart right (laughs) you know so well same thing with like xbox one right where it's like always online all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and we were all up in arms got our pitchforks and they changed it now it's like what's happening like all these games requiring like an internet connection or like if you want to buy digital you have to connect to the internet at least once so it's just like we go kicking and screaming and then we just adopt to it later you know what i mean yeah well and it's like when the always online was several years ago when a lot more people did not have good internet like you know that's been 10 years plus uh, since that but with this it's like okay we have all of these developers they were multi-plat before we bought them Mm -hmm. and now it's like does it make sense to keep them exclusive on this you know we're we're not talking about halo right now we're talking about 
Starfield, which was from Bethesda, which has been mm-hmm. on every console. You yeah. know, all the Bethesda's games have been on every console. And then you're looking, it's like, okay, we've got a set of precedents now before Call of Duty comes out. I feel like right. that is that is because... the, the thought process. It's like, we've got to set the precedents now. So when Call of Duty comes up, we're not having every call of duty fan every Mm. reporter everybody knocking down our door asking is it going to be exclusive or whatever and i know playstation has a 10-year deal Mm -hmm. and all that but it's like we've got to be able to answer these questions and it's like okay we spent all this money let's start making some money back right and again it goes back to because we talked about it like shortly you know like when this first happened it's like because I know the hot debate was like, all right, well, like as soon as the the acquisition was first announced, um, you know, everyone's hot topic was is COD going to be exclusive, and mm-hmm. we kind of were like, it can't be right. Like, yes, the most they can do with it is like this is before the court cases. Like again, like I'm talking about like fresh out the womb, yeah, you know, type deal. Um, and we were talking about it, and it's like it doesn't make sense because Call of Duty, whether it's good or bad, is the top selling game every year mm-hmm. on npd lists and they make crazy stupid stupid amounts of money so it's like why would you all of a sudden cut that in half or a third and put it on less platforms so like you can't you can't make cod uh not multi-plat so like yeah. it i think and again because of that you would going back to your bethesda arguments like bethesda like rightfully so would come out like spoiled like like so, spoiled children and be like why are you gonna why are you gonna tell us what games will be exclusive and not but then you're gonna tell cod that they can do whatever they want to and it's like that how is that fair you know what i mean yeah and, yeah. and i mean xbox could look at him and be like make make cod money and then we'll let you do what you want to but I, they know that that can't run like that either yeah well and I'm I'm just thinking about MLB the show because I remember yeah. MLB being you know developed by a Sony studio mm-hmm. was only on Sony's consoles and then 2021 I want to say was the first yeah, it was year around, it was around COVID yeah it was 2021 was the first year that it had went to Xbox as well right and before yeah, that the deal with the deal with MLB was up and MLB came in and was like look y'all do great make mm-hmm. great game make make great baseball games we want to make more money we yep. will let you continue to make it on the premise that you put it on other consoles yeah so looking at the numbers like i don't have numbers for 2020 or 2019 mm-hmm. but 2018 uh, mlb 18 mm-hmm. was 1.6 million sold right. 2021 with the xbox included was over 2 million sold yeah and again mlb very niche but it's like bringing that title over and like you could even look at let's say um it was i think it's like it's not rise of the tomb which is the first tomb raider was it rise of the tomb raider no it was just tomb raider okay because it was the remake and then rise was the second one and then shadow was the third one yeah because the it was originally a oh yeah timed xbox, xbox exclusive. exclusive and everything yeah for a year um and it's interesting it's like seeing that um you know once it like got onto all of the places it it did better um mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to. Look and then I'd like to see the 20 because I think the next year in 2022, MLB came to the Switch as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm not getting a number on on the uh, Tomb Raider, but you know, it's just like looking at it as a whole. It it's like yes, there are games that are you know essentially console agnostic. Yes. You know, and it's like I feel because pc is involved that's less than it was before right but like i we will never see a a playstation first party no ip on another console i i doubt we ever see that yeah but you think about how xbox has handled things they are wanting their stuff on everything if it could play on a fridge they would put it on a fridge Like you think Samsung talk TVs to, talk to Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. Samsung TVs, you literally can play Game Pass on it without an Xbox. Correct. You just need the controller. You just need the controller. And I like think about all the places that do not have the money to buy a console. Right. I know I know we've talked about this before. Like India is like a prime uh candidate for this. Like they do not have the money to buy a four or five hundred dollar console, but they have cell phones. Guess what? You can get a subscription to Game Pass and be able to play game you know on cloud on that. And like I know cloud is underutilized from the mm-hmm. last time that that was purported, but I think more people are starting to use it. Cause when I first started using cloud, it was, you know, a few minutes, like if mm-hmm. it's peak times, it went from like five minute wait times to 15 minute wait times, especially when mm. power world came out, like oh, it yeah. got to like 15, 20 minute wait times to get on X cloud. So yeah. that that's saying that more people are using it. Right. In my opinion, so <laughs> playing Xbox games on your Xbox fridge, one hundred percent. The real metaverse. <laughs> uh, welcome, Murdoch. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, let's move into the next one because I know we got a lot to cover tonight, and Correct. we're going to continue to talk about all of this. What's up, Tyler? How's it going, my man? Microsoft has reportedly put extra investments into the PlayStation Five dev kits to support ongoing development. So following up on the news that Microsoft is looking to bring a number of its major Xbox exclusive to, P- to PS5, Xbox era has got word from its sources that the format holder has also made additional investments into development kits for Sony's current generation console. The article mentions about Starfield reportedly being planned for a PS5 release following the launch of the game's Shattered Space expansion and following up with its interesting tidbit. We've also been informed that Microsoft has made additional investments into PS5 dev kits to support ongoing development efforts adding further fuel to the fire. So again, it's like a build upon, you know what I mean? Like it starts Mm -hmm. with bringing like a big game for them this year and then a big game for them last year to the front along with, you know, Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush. And then like, how do you, how do you add further fuel to the speculation? It's like, Oh, by the way, we're going to put invest, we're going to buy PS5 dev kits and, and funnel money into that. So that way, our devs can figure out how to port them over to PS5. And mm-hmm. it's like, and and for some, I know Hi-Fi Rush for sure um, is talked about becoming the Switch as well. But yeah, like you when, you when you do this, again, all of it's speculation, all of it, take all of it with a grain of salt. But again, if you invest in dev kits, 
for your competitor. Yeah, pretty much a surefire way that you're going to do this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why would they waste money on dev kits if they're not going to port stuff over? And like, I don't think it's going to be day and date at the no. moment. Like, I do not think that it is going to be, you know, you see Halo whatever come out. Boom. It's yeah. on. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's not going to happen right now. Um, and I don't think they bring Game Pass to PlayStation either. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want, if you want Game Pass... You got to play on Xbox or you got to play right. through X Cloud. But if you want to play Xbox games, you pay $70. At least for right now. Now, again, we all know how petty Sony can be. Um, and they'll probably be the last to play ball. But you remember a couple, several years ago, the Xbox is like, well, they want to try and put Game Pass on anything that can play, that can run video games. Yeah. So may eventually, maybe they want to, they want to put it on PS5. But then again, yeah. will PlayStation play, play ball? Yeah, uh, like, I know Xbox struggles to make money on their consoles, mm-hmm. but Game Pass is, like, selling boo-coodles of money. And, like, I'm glad that I got I, I got an Xbox. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very happy that I have one because, like, pl- playing on cloud is nice, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm glad that, like, on the Xbox One, you could play the newer games like they weren't great uh but you could play the newer (laughs) games and everything but like this is this is telling me it's like okay we're wanting to put our games on other things this is not saying to me i know uh and tyler brings this up he you know he's he said i saw on tiktok today about xbox not making any more consoles and just Mm -hmm. trying to get on all the other platforms i think they will continue to make another at least one more yeah probably two more yeah i i think that's just like how it's going to be you know like i i feel like they are going to make more um because they do sell pretty well um i yeah that that's just my thought like they are investing to get to other places and everything but Mm -hmm. yeah i i think they're going to bring games to other other consoles but yeah. I don't think they're going to stop making consoles. No. Um, Tyler also says, agree, the Game Pass is nice being a PC player now. Agreed. Like, being able to go from your console to a PC to your phone and back again and everything syncs up. Oh, my God, Derek. It's amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing. And I know, Chef's kiss. like... Yes. And like, I know Ubisoft does this with like their service as well. And some others do, but it is really, really nice. Like we don't get that with PlayStation because you're not, you know, hopping around all over the places and everything. Right. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Um, yeah. Uh, Tyler also said, but it's nice. I have an original Xbox one for my son and wanted to get another Xbox for him to upgrade. Mm. But if they aren't going to make any more, then I'll have to look at the PS five. Like I, I feel like if you are going to invest in the ecosystem, like get, um, get an S like, don't go all the way to the X, you know, like, I, I don't feel like it's. I mean, especially depending on how old your son is, too. You know what I mean? Like, if they're young, just get them an S because they're not going to have time to be playing that much anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, all digital as well. Um, 
for us. But uh, let's move to the next one. Yes, yeah, the, this one's interesting. Yes, we have the pink cup tonight, y'all. Everybody's excited that I have the stream cup uh, <laughs> with me. Gears of War is reportedly being considered by Microsoft for release on PlayStation. Oh, boy. So Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb has weighed in on the hot topic of Microsoft reportedly looking to bring its major Xbox exclusives to PS5, claiming that Gears of War is also being considered to come to Sony's console. In case you haven't been keeping up, Microsoft is heavily rumored to be bringing a number of major games with like as Hi-Fi Rush, Indiana Jones, Sea of Thieves, and Starfield. Furthermore, it has been reported that Microsoft has been investing heavily in PS5 dev kits. Now Grubb claims that one of Xbox's biggest exclusives may also end up on Sony's current generation platform. The other one that I've heard that's definitely under consideration, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but it, it's in talks, is Gears of War. Grubb said on Monday, Gears of War is being considered for this. Nothing official has been made in regards to any of the above titles coming to PlayStation formats, although hopefully Microsoft will address the rumors soon enough. We'll get into that in just a minute, but man, what this is like, this is huge. Like, if this is true, this is huge because it's been one of their babies since the 360 mm -hmm. generation. It's pretty much like one of the founding pillars of Xbox. Like, that's like the Godfather is obviously Halo. Like yeah. that, no talk of that yet. But if that comes, then then it's game over. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it's gonna be a bonanza, crazy shooter fest in this in this thing. Mm -hmm. Um. But Gears of War being like, granted, we haven't seen anything since 2019 from them. It's been a while. It's about time. Where's Gear Six? Um, but this would be huge for them, for especially because it's a great shooter, and it would definitely yep. help. Because I know PlayStation, they make great games, but they really haven't. Like I know Destiny, but they're they 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 were recently bought, but they haven't really hit that much in the shooter space mm -hmm. and if they would this would kind of like quell some of that if this did indeed come over like could you imagine like the cross play it'd be an, it'd be insane well this is my thing and mm -hmm. if y'all know me if y'all yeah. know me in any sense of the way i love gears of war <laughs> I, it is one of my just, favorites just just a little bit just a little bit it is one of my favorite series and hearing this knee-jerk reaction is like what is going on mm -hmm. but it's like the people that like gears of war have played gears of war correct you know if if you're on if you've had an xbox any generation you've played gears of war at some time and you've enjoyed it or it might not be for you right but there are a lot of people that have only been playstation mm -hmm. that have never touched gears of war and mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to do. The game's already made. We just make sure it runs on the console and then bang, there you go. Mm -hmm. People are playing it. It's just like Sony, like re-releasing the last of us two right. for the PlayStation five or remastering last of us one. It's like, it's, it's just easy money. <laughs> it's easy yeah. money for them. So this is like another, like, it's like, okay, we've already mapped out through five. We release them one at a time, see right. how they do, or they do one through three, which I yeah. think would be a, a good way, kind of like yeah. the Nathan Drake uh, collection. Mm -hmm. And then they do four and then they do five or they do four and five together. Yeah. Four, four is, I don't know if they do judgment, you know, that sort of deal. Like, I feel like judgment is like the weakest one out of yeah. all of them. Then four. And it's also like a Batman Arkham Origins thing. It's done by different studios. So it's like, could yeah. they really have the rights to do that? You know, anyway, 
But. Yeah, I, I think we don't do judgment, and then we just do the mainline games. Mm-hmm. This to me is like okay. PlayStation does not have shooters, correct? Like in in their stable, they they but, they have like Killzone and what they have them, but they're they're, they're not good. About. They're yeah. not good. So it's like okay, let's put a first class shooter mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. PlayStation fans will eat it up if they haven't played it on their Xbox. Cause I know a lot of people have both, you know, oh, they yeah. have two consoles or whatever, but it's like, there's a lot of people that never got into gears because they didn't have an Xbox. Right. You know? So and I think that's where this comes down to. It's like, are we getting a gear six? I don't know. I want one. Like we I, got, you they know, they need to finish the story. They need to finish the story, and I want to finish the story because mm-hmm. after five, I was like, I'm bought in now. Because yeah. four, <laughs> four, I was like, I don't care. Don't make another one. And then five, I begrudgingly started playing, and I was like, dang, this is really good. And then, you know, we're, we're left hanging for years. So yep. don't know yet, but we will learn a little bit about the future of Xbox because yep. Phil Spencer has teased that they are having a Future of Xbox event next week. So Microsoft had a strong start to 2024 thanks to their Developer Direct Showcase, but it sounds like we'll get even more information on what the gaming giant is up to very soon. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, gathered the attention of gamers everywhere this afternoon with a post announcing an upcoming business update event. You can see the post for yourself below. We're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week, where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. The post itself doesn't have any concrete details on what to expect, but there's a likely subject. That said, Spencer didn't give us any idea of what the announcement would be about, so we'll have to wait until next week to know for sure. Now, you play Devil's Advocate. This might have been in the cards for a while, and this may not address any of the upcoming rumors. However, all this stuff being leaked within the last week, mm-hmm. and then him just coincidentally after the whole because this I think this was the same day, all in the same day that it's like they're they invested in dev kits. Gears of War might be another one of the uh games can being considered to be go multi-plat. And yep. then like literally hours after that, he comes out and says, We'll give you more next week. Or like we're gonna have some updates for our business next week. You don't coincidentally just drop that after all this news has been speculating and leaked for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, it's all timing is coincidental. You know, it's just like when a major leak at Ubisoft happens, and then they come out and it's like, all right, I guess we got to do a press event for you guys just to get it all out there, yeah. um, make it official. But you know, it, it again. You you could they could have had this planned way before these stories were even a thing. At the same time, timing is everything, and it's no coincidence. Yeah, you know, just like comedy. Right. Timing is everything. Guys, y'all let us let us know what are your predictions of what will happen at the future of Xbox uh discussion next week. I want to know what do y'all think? And and again, it's the wording of it. The business up, event update. Like again, yeah. it's like like Xbox going mo- like all these speculation of Xbox games going multiplat again. Why would you call it like it was just like hey we're gonna have like another like fun little update like another not not like not a de- uh, developer direct showcase but it's like hey we're gonna talk about more games that we have in the pipeline 
if that was the case, it was like, okay, we're not, they're not going to yeah. probably do this. But a business thing, like, yeah, that's going to be pretty. Like, it's it's going to be significant. Yeah, because I don't I don't think I've ever heard Phil like actually say something like that. He like Correct. usually talks about game. You know, you know, like it mm-hmm. it feels more game. This feels more like CEO kind of talk. Right. Um, I, I think you know the timing like mm-hmm. you were saying is a big thing because you know we've getting we're getting leaks we're getting little hints and mm-hmm. doodads and all of that it's just like before summer game fest or back in the yep. day e3 the yep. weekly the weeks leading into it you get all these rumors speculation stories about oh this is a development or the sequel to this and then it comes out and it's like oh yeah that was true yeah so for me, like what I think we'll get from this business event, mm-hmm. there will be confirmation that, you know, certain games are going to be going multi-platform. Um, you know, I think they will talk about how successful Game Pass has been mm-hmm. and that they, you know, we potentially might see Game Pass come to something that is like Switch. Yeah, I was going to say. That was the, gonna be the thing. I like Game Pass is coming to Switch. <laughs> the reason I say Switch and not Sony is because mm-hmm. of Jim Ryan. Oh yeah. Until Jim Ryan is completely out the door and they have a, the new CEO like fully yeah. in place, we won't see like Game Pass come to PlayStation. I don't think it will come to PlayStation. That's no. just me. Yeah. That's just me. But I think this is like okay, it's going to come to Switch. I think you know that like. Nine times out of ten, Switch owners are going to be younger gamers, or they're they're growing up. So Xbox wants to get them as mm-hmm. they're growing up and get them into their games because yeah. you know you think about that. Plus, Xbox has done under Phil Spencer has done a really good job of going into the Japanese market and making themselves more a presence because for the longest time, Xbox has struggled in that market, not Mm -hmm. selling a lot. And it has done better under Phil's leadership. They've gotten deals with Final Fantasy. We've seen, you know, they're working with Hideo Kojima Mm -hmm. on a game. So he has done a lot to really bring that into fruition. So I can see that happening. But I think other than that, we will see some of the games that have essentially lost their, you know, kind of steam on Xbox. Yeah. But they can have a second life over on PlayStation and on cloud from, you know, on the switch and everything. Um, So that's, that's kind of my thought. I don't think you're going to hear, we're not making another Xbox. I don't think you hear anything about that because if that is said, it's like, Oh, this, then all their sales stops. Correct the, the console. Like, why would they would you buy... drop sub? They would drop subs. Yeah, it's like, why would you? Why would you go out and buy an Xbox if it's the last one? Oh, correct. You know, it's like, oh, they're they're not going to support this thing. And then GameStop would jack up the price and give you bundles. Is like, get the last ever Xbox bundle. Yeah, and it's like Xbox Game Pass. It's like you got to drop Xbox because there's no box anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just, just X. We're going to be like Twitter over here. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Game Pass at that point. But I think, you know, that's that's where we're going to be going. You know? Question for you. And Mm -hmm. again, this popped in my head. It's like speculation. Again. Speculation station. Right. Let's let's just say, for the sake of argument, 
Mm -hmm. they come out and they say, oh, yeah, the rumored for these games coming to multiplat is true. Like Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, Starfield, Indiana Jones, and then Gears of War. They Mm -hmm. all confirm those. Do you think they include any other games that are not being talked about? I know we've got more. I know there'll probably be more stuff that comes out over the coming days after the show tonight. But do do you have any other ideas for what games could go multi-plat or do you think they'll just stay with those five for now i think those are going to be pretty successful on yeah and it's a diverse range of games yeah the one that pops into my head Mm -hmm. if if it is in a good state that's Mm -hmm. this is the caveat because i don't think it's in a good state yet i haven't played it but redfall oh like when redfall is like in a good to go place Mm -hmm. they do the kind of cyberpunk thing and they Mm. they launch it they put a new dlc with it that's big and all of that and they get that out there they put it on playstation it gets new people on there and then people are like i don't know what y'all xbox you know fans were talking about this game y'all just a bunch of babies y'all don't know what good games are do you yeah exactly (laughs) that's literally how it worked with cyberpunk is like people played it and it was buggy or they might have had a good experience but then phantom liberty came out and like everybody's like man this game is great i don't know what y'all were talking and complaining about but it's like all this stuff has been fixed over years right and everything but yeah i could definitely see redfall um i'm trying to think of some other do you think it'd be a conflict games. of interest if they tried to now actually no it wouldn't i think they could also bring a forza game but i think it would mm. be horizon because it's an open world driving mm. game i think if you bring motorsport it'd bring too much competition to because of gran turismo but at the same because they're so similar but i think horizon would do better because it's technically i mean motorsport does fine sales wise but horizon like does is like the bigger sales for them yeah like i i just i could see them both coming to be honest yeah uh because you know it's you can do whatever you know it's like they're not gonna block your game and going on their console just because it's a conflict of interest it's like think about how many racing games get made true you know that sort of deal so i could see it i don't think that's going to be the first push because Mm -mm. how how forza usually is used is like how to show off their console let's just be honest it's like the new tech it's like hey look how (laughs) look how sleek the cars yeah (laughs) that's that's how i kind of think of forza like i know that's kind of you know uh reductive but that's how i've i've look at it and everything so uh Mm. do you think obviously we are at least several years away, but do you think they bring Fable to PlayStation? That would be actually pretty good. Get Fable one through yeah. three on there. I think yeah. would do well. Correct. That is like old school Xbox, and to mm-hmm. see that, that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would all, like because those games are already developed. They're not going to add anything to them, but it's like a whole new group of people actually getting to experience it. And I yeah. wouldn't just put it on the PlayStation five. I'd put it on the PlayStation four as well. Mm-hmm. I'd make it where you could play it on both. That way you also get that huge install base. That is the PlayStation four. Yeah. Um, now, uh, and obviously we got to address the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. whether it's three years down the road, or ever do you ever think they give up their baby 
Halo to PlayStation? Or do you think they that's going to be forever and ever on Xbox? Amen. Halo is in a weird place. Like I don't, I don't right. think it is in a place where they know what to do with it. Right. One, two, <laughs> like infinite inf- is ending. Infinite. They're not doing any more seasons after this one. The season that they're doing right now is trash. Like it is yeah. just a ton of cosmetics, and it's not great. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we see halo mm. until they figure out what's going on um that would be kind of sad not even I, master chief collection no okay I, I think they keep that like I, I i that's also like some you know uh i'm holding that back because i don't want to see that on playstation and i'm a playstation fan i know oh, some people yeah. will be like what's good why are you saying that like, i love playstation but i do not want to see halo on a playstation um yeah yeah so that that's just my thought on that i know we got some questions in mm-hmm. here uh kind of shifting into playstation mm-hmm. um so we can uh we can hit those right yeah. after our mm. sponsor spot guys if you're looking for some exceptional quality coffee and you're looking for some place that doesn't have any gimmicks or politics check out coffee brand coffee they have nearly 4,000 verified reviews and most of them are five out of five they've got 12 coffee blends 12 organic teas three hot cocoa flavors and if you're looking for convenience they have cold brew and k-cups available i know amy really enjoyed her medium roast and chai tea that she got but uh some that stick out to me that blueberry cobbler flavored coffee mm-hmm. just sounds delicious i don't that's know been with you, that's been with you since we first started advertising this i know it sounds great guys the thing that i love about coffee brand coffee it's just like a brand new game it's fresh Yeet. because when you order it they roast the beans fresh right then and there guys so if you want to level up your coffee experience go with coffee brand coffee use code NerdCave at checkout or the link in the description below to get five percent off your order today do there it. you go do it Murdoch asks have you talked about PlayStation games coming to PC would like to play some PlayStation exclusives on PC Spider-Man came over so so we've had we've had God of War and mm-hmm. I know uh, Nate put God of War and Horizon. So we had God yep. of War. We had <laughs> Last of Us. We've mm-hmm. had... Has Spider-Man came over? Yeah, Spider-Man. Well, not two. Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales are on there. Okay. Um, so, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection is on there. Okay. Well, not the... No, Legacy of Thieves collection. Excuse me. The last... Uh, 4 and um, Lost Legacy. Okay. So... I think eventually we will get Ghost. I know that's been hinted at for a while that Ghost will come to yeah. PC. I think we we will eventually get that. God of War so, 2 will come because like God of War 1 sold crazy yeah, on there. Uh, so Horizon Complete Edition is coming either end of this month or next month. So that's that's uh, it's soonish um for 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 the second one. Um, but yeah, Ragnarok should be soon, and then Spider-Man Two should be sometime eventually late, probably late this year, if I had to guess, Sorry, or early I'm next year. I'm seeing 
when uh, Horizon Complete Edition comes out. Why is Steam not telling me? Useless. Steam is useless. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Not telling me anything, bro. PC edition. Here we go. We had to go to to PlayStation. Go figure. Mm. Go figure. Uh, do we have a date? Should be. My God. How how hard is it? August seventh was that's the it's not what I want. We got hey, you can buy it on Epic as well, guys. Yeah. Um March twenty first. Okay, there we go. Everything is saying the wrong date. It came out yeah. in twenty twenty. No, twenty twenty one. Oh, I'm looking up Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Zero Yeah, Forbidden West came out twenty twenty two, excuse me. Okay. There you go, guys. There you go. But yeah, so March twenty first, so that I think and you know, this is a this raised the questions like, man, all these other ones like are coming out and like where's Ghost? Why isn't Ghost and and it clicked? I'm like, I wanna say they're gonna wait till unveil Ghost Two. Mm. And then it's mm. like, hey, while you wait, while we make the sequel to this epic game, we're going to finally bring the first one to PC. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how they did God of War when they announced two. Yeah. They brought brought it to PC the first that's one. True. So, but, and, but I mean, also PlayStation has said that they're going to try and shorten their window with mm. PC releases too, like the, the gap between when they drop on console to PC. So I think, but again, I think Ghost will be the exception because it's been such a length of time, and it came out during COVID when it was like yeah. that weird time where it was just like, we're going to wait on this until Ghost Two, <laughs> and mm-hmm. rectify this. Yeah, one hundred percent, guys. It's time for some PlayStation news. That's the wrong one. Where is it at? Where is it? Nope, that's not it. There We're we go. Me. They're totally out of order for some odd reason. Why is four mm. down here? Anyway. Whatever. Guys, Helldivers 2 devs will be watching while you play and affecting things in real time to keep the gameplay fresh. In a PlayStation Access interview with Deputy Game Director Sagar Baroshi from Arrowhead Studios, Baroshi revealed that while we're you're playing Helldivers 2, the team members at Arrowhead are watching and can affect the game you're currently playing in in real time. Not just developers, of course, Arrowhead has also developed a suite of tools to help ensure that everyone playing can have unique experiences. But there is indeed a team constantly watching and acting like a games master or dungeon master. Fans of tabletop RPG should appreciate that this idea came from the developers playing those games and wanting to take the idea of a live, always online game to a new level. Baroshi also confirmed that this feature will be utilized to, to its full effect, meaning that while Arrowhead will continue to, to support the game with DLC and new content, it'll also constantly be guiding the story based on how players are playing. That means as you continue to liberate planets, Arrowhead will be actively designing how your enemies respond and how things may change the next time you log on. Baroshi inter- emphasizes that players who jump in from the beginning will be able to experience the, t- the, the totality of that story, a long saga drawn out across what Arrowhead hopes will be a long time. Quote, so in a so in a lot of tabletop games, you have a dungeon master or a game master, right? We also have a game master in this game. 
it's very hard to achieve exactly what you get at a table, but we wanted flavors of that into the into this game. This is not a minor part of our game. This is this is a significant feature that we've the, that we've designed that is, by the way, somewhat different from the first game. Something that we're really excited to talk about. We have a huge we have a suite of tools and a suite of real life human beings. Okay, not just AI bots, right? We are doing this that are observing the gameplay and. It, as it's happening and responding in real time. The interviewer, interviewer asks clarifying, so like servers in Arrowhead, and then you're watching people play, and then you're talking to them. That's right. He continues to explain that during a, a preview play session, PlayStation Access had, one of the teammates was watching their game and dropped in a high-powered bomb to help them defeat a giant enemy. One of our team members was observing your play style and debated what to do, and was like, I'm going to drop them this extra strategy. You were always with us at the same time you're playing with each other, playing against the bad guys. An absolute wild feature to think about that when some last minute clutch weapon or bomb is the thing that brings home your victory or the lack of it on top of a new extra challenge that can come from the mercy of someone at Arrowhead. We have this game master functionality where we can drop in things like buffs, but sometimes debuffs will happen too. A good challenge sometimes can be really valid valuable. Baroshi goes on to reference the previous play session, play session PlayStation Access had, asking the interviewer to imagine if they had held a position for twice as long as they did or deal with, with some other big threat. Especially at the higher difficulties, those marginal differences could be the difference between success and failure. In this mission, there are a bunch of things that we can do with this. If you think of a traditional live game, we tend to think of a live, serv of a live experience as constituting a series of parts. We want to model a different type of live service here, something that's just specific for this game and specific for the people we're building for. So there's this meta narrative going on that's playable, that's playing out like at the galactic level based on what actions the, the community takes. The war, therefore, that you're playing in plays out almost in real time. It's not like in a few weeks the entire war is over. This is a galactic battle. So people who join us, players who join us from day one, they're going to experience the entirety of this full story arc. They'll see everything, all the ways that as it unfolds, as Super Earth, arrogant as it is, digs itself deeper and deeper into problems. This I like it. I like that. That sounds great. I do like it. It's just it's different. It's different for this game because as we've seen, because Helldivers one was great, and it was a little different. It was like a little the, the top down view. Like it, it, I tried to be. It was very niche. This mm -hmm. one, they're like, hey. We're still going to keep the core battle system with friendly fire, but at the same time, we're going to change everything else because we want to take this game, this series seriously. Yeah. And it is different. My thing is, is like, all right, there's got to be, obviously for people who don't want this, they can, their feature can be turned off. I'm assuming. No, 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 this no, is, Lord. this is active. Like this oh. is not because my worry is like, you're going to get the trolls who just wanted to ruin your game. The people that are designing it is the people, the developers. This is not like. Some oh, I thought random... I read somewhere where it's like no, no. other players can have no, an impact no. too. No, like okay, yeah, it's like the the developers are the ones that are deciding if you're getting buffs, debuffs, help, not help, whatever. It's yeah, not okay. uh, like randos or anything like that. I like this because it's like we're finally getting a live service game that isn't just built around a battle pass. Good point. 
you know, it's not cosmetics. It's actually interesting. It's affecting the gameplay, the loop, the story. Mm -hmm. And it's like, compare this with, mm, let's think about something that came out this month as well. A few days ago, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is a live service game. And Good it point. is soulless and just it does yeah. not have these things Trash. and it's like how interesting would it have been if brainiac reacts to how you're playing and mm. adapts to your gameplay to make it more challenging make it where it's actually oh there's a new character like you know like it mm -hmm. just reveals you know like games always like reveal a new enemy type oh, or whatever yeah. but it's like the tactics change or oh like I didn't know they were going to send Batman after me or what, you know, like right. just different things like that. That would make it so much more interesting. And seeing this, it's like everybody's going to be on this galactic war. Everybody's fighting on the same campaign, which I yeah. think is really, really cool for a live service game. And if y'all have been here long enough, or if you're new here, we hate live service games, like, because it's just a money grab, Right. but it feels like the developers at Arrowhead are actually like, hey instead of us just trying to get your money we're actually going to make this an enjoyable thing you know having challenges is a good thing i i loved halo but after a while it was just like where i'm picking up this weapon to get xp to be able to get this new piece of armor or whatever mm -hmm. but it's like okay i'm getting new pieces of armor new gear new things that are cosmetic but then there's somebody that's at arrowhead and it's like hey i see these guys have been rolling through missions we're about to wreck them and then yeah. you know something happens and there's this like you know kaiju that just like jumps out of nowhere <laughs> and it's like okay what just happened you know All that right. kind of stuff excites me because like i loved helldivers one but mm -hmm. there was like the difficulty and what it was like it was a great game but this is like a whole new thing that's using you know how games have actually developed the last you know 10 years i can't All remember right. when the first game came out um but it's like we're actually getting something new and i love that 2015 is when the, uh, the first game came out yeah so it's like there's so much that has changed and yes live service is the kind of thing today that's how games play right. but it's like it's not a battle royale i don't want to play that it's no. not you know it's not like there is going to be a grind to it because it is a war or whatever but it, like i'm that makes me so excited Derek. Mm -hmm. like I, I i don't know if you can and tell you just can't that. hide it i'm can't wait for can't wait for tuesday man i know now now, now it's like all right how are the devs gonna mess with me yeah yeah it's like let's go let's go let's see let's see what you got devs yeah let's see what you got devs what are your thoughts derek i know i kind of ranted there for a moment it but... is unique like that this is like like again like you kind of like you kind of hit on it this is different from a live service game and it ensures that it will at least have a longer stay than most that just come mm. out and then flame out you know what i mean yeah and again Six days ago, Suicide Squad came out, and it's just like too lackluster. Like, read the reviews, like all the previews were negative. It was DOA pretty much, and mm -hmm. you know they don't have a. I know they're doing DLC, all that. It's all going to be free. I get that, but it's not. It's it's already lost. And this is coming out, and it's like, hey, we're going to make sure that every experience you have is fresh, new, and exciting. 
whether it's for in your favor or not in your favor. We're the ones who ultimately are going to decide your fate and make sure that you're having a fun ex like. And again, because like I said, I thought they were going to open it up to players, but now that you reclarify that, and it's like, oh no, it's going to be just the devs. I'm like, okay, cool. The people who made this game that know how this game ticks is going to ensure that you have a fun, fresh experience every time you log into this game, and they're going to make they're going to, and it's a it's a pretty much like a one on one. They're getting feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, as you're as they're doing this and as you're going through, like like you said, like a scenario like you're just blazing through levels and the devs are like, huh, we didn't make this challenging enough, but now we can instead of just waiting for updates more yep. like harder difficulty modes. You can get like there in real game time and be like, all right, you, you're not you, you don't have a challenge yet. Well, now you do. Mm -hmm. Here's like eight Kaijus you got to defeat at once. Hopefully not. That'll be scary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I cannot wait for for some hell divers. I know Murdoch was in the chat. Like it's like launch day today. I I'm super stoked for it. And I know some other people are excited for Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven yeah. Rebirth State of Play dives deep into the world exploration, side content, and character relationships. So, of course, you know, they, they talked about this last week at the State of Play, and this was going to be more of a just focused State of Play. Um, it comes out in a few weeks. Um, we didn't cover this because, you know, like, it's, it's just one game. That makes no, it's not a game we're super excited about, so it's like, why bother? But we will cover, we will talk about what they, what they discussed. Uh, the world of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is broken into various regions, which seamlessly blend into one another. After the intro sequence, players enter into the Grasslands, a grassy area south of Midgar. From there, you travel to Junon, a vast open area in the shadow of Shinra's military. This area also features chocobos that can climb up cliff sides. The game also includes coral, which features the, the touristy beachside of Costa del Sol, the massive playground known as Gold Saucer, and the dusty portion of the region to the south, the, the Gongaga region, allows you to explore Zack's hometown and explore the Mako Reactor. The Cosmo Canyon regions let you learn more about Red 13's roots and glide around on special chocobos. The Nibel region lets you relive Cloud and Tifa's younger days and visit Shinra Manor. Finally, the Meridian Ocean allows you to explore the waters. As you explore, you can assist Chadley with side quests to let him develop new materia. These world intel quests sometimes require you to wrangle chocobos or play with mooglets. They also include exploration tasks like unlocking the secrets of divine entities in their sanctuaries or fighting powerful monsters in optional layers. There's even a, pro, a pro, proto, proto relic investigation sequence that transports the cast to look closer to their to their appearances in the original game. Though it's uncertain if each pro, pro, proto relic investigation will include this gimmick, as the stream said, each will include different characters and objectives. What we do know is that once you recover all the proto relics, something big will happen. Odd jobs are also scattered worldwide, al allowing you to learn more about the world and its inhabitants. These odd jobs will also strengthen Cloud's bond with his party members. These sometimes play homage to pay homage to classic storylines in the original game, or expand beyond the scope in exciting ways. If you're concerned about moving on from a region before finishing all the side content, don't fret. Square Enix assures players' story progression won't affect your ability to complete side content. As director Naoki Hamaguchi stated in the presentation, quote, this freedom to experience a story how you want is one of Rebirth's greatest strengths. 
completing side quests, fighting alongside your party, and choosing different dialogue options will also will improve your relationship with party members, which can influence who you take on a date in Gold Saucer. On top of that, characters can also develop deeper relationships with one another, raising your party level. As your party level rises, you can unlock more skills in the character's folios. Rebirth's version of the skill tree. You can reset the character's folios at any time. Speaking of Gold Saucer, the fan favorite location has plenty of mini games on offer, including Chocobo Racing, G Bike, and 3D Brawler. Each has been remade from the ground up. Fans can even take part in Star Fox esque space battles, which are called gallery shooting, and what looks like soccer, soccer against Chocobos. Others, like riding dolphins and performing in the military parade, have been fleshed out substantially in Rebirth. And of course, the, the card battler Queen's Blood is one is that director Hamaguchi recommends players check out. From the graphical perspective, Rebirth continues to impress. The second entry in the remake trilogy delivers more and higher quality cinematic storytelling content than in the 2020 predecessor. Rebirth takes full advantage of the PS5's SSD to deliver higher resolution textures faster than ever before. This entry includes a graphics mode, which delivers 4K resolution, and a performance mode, which offers constant 60 frames per second performance. The music aims to pay respect to the original tracks, while also expanding to new uh, to include new tracks that accentuate the feeling of the new scenes. Square Enix recorded well over 400 new tracks for Rebirth, so if you're a, fi a fan of Final Fantasy music, you're, you're in luck with Rebirth. As you move through the world and progress through the story, you, you, you utilize the various abilities of the party members as you control different characters. Barrett can shoot objects other characters can't reach. Yuffie can swing across gaps. Tifa can grapple up ledges. Red 13 can climb up walls. Kate Sith can pick up and throw items, and Aerith can manipulate the life stream. All of these abilities will allow players to solve various environmental puzzles and further explore the world. And of course, each character has special synergy abilities with one another, further showcasing not only the character's unique abilities, but their bonds with one another. So some good information, especially, and like, again, if you're one of those OGs who have either played a lot of the older Final Fantasies or played the very first iteration of Seven or like the PC port that they did some time ago. Um, you know, like hopefully this is a lot of ch uh, changes that are for the better that are intrigue you. Mm -hmm. um, I am still on the fence. Like I never played remake. I, I want to, I'm, I'm still on the fence if I want to go back and try to play through this and then rebirth. Cause I know uh, it's in one of the PlayStation quickies, but this is going to take a, this is going to be a, con a hardware eater because this is going to take up like 150 gigs of space on your PS5. Ooh, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know that there is a demo out for this. Mm -hmm. um, I like any time a Final Fantasy comes out, it's like, is this the one I'm going to play? Right. Is this any, any time? 16 I'm, almost got me. I'm going to be I'm going to be fair. True. True. But it's like it's Final Fantasy seven, which is like the one or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, and like, I've been watching Snowbike Mike over it on kind of funny, a little yeah. bit playing and everything. I, I don't know. Like I'm excited for it. Cause like, it does look really good. And yeah. I know people are excited for it. Uh, Michael is like, got to talk the wife into letting me buy a PS five for this game. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. Like, I think it is going to be a ton of fun and the people that are into it are going to have an awesome time. Um, like and the things that they've added in here like with the you know being able to do more things like in the world and everything right i think is going to be cool and like having a more 
of a relationship with each character and developing that. Correct. I think that's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's a different way to improve your party with it. You know, again, we all think about like when we think about party leveling, we all go back to the very first iteration of like Pokemon mm-hmm. where you had to like literally put the put if you have a team of six, put one at the starter where they come out each time. And then that way you have to grind their level and then rinse and repeat for two through six. You know what I mean? But yeah. This is when that when they finally put in a game, the EXP share, which is like, all right, you can equip it and they level up without having to battle. I'm like, perfect. This is this is very much a time saver. So and again, it, all these they keep want they keep doing better with each Final Fantasy iteration, like doing better quality of life stuff, realizing like, hey, these were good for the time when they first came out and when it like RPGs were of a different era. Now it's like, let's just make it something that's more fan friendly and not such a grind fest. Yeah, 100%. And like looking at it, it's like this game looks fantastic. I know. And that's the thing. Like, man, like I'm, I'm going back to that first reveal trailer where him and Sephiroth are just walking through that like mountaintop and it's just so super detailed. And I'm like, bro, like insane. Yeah, uh, it just it makes me want to play it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I need to play the I would have to play the first one to know what's going on and oh, everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, it looks really, really good. Uh, Dan says, I'm just excited to continue the story, mm. which, you know, totally makes sense. I know Dan is huge uh, in this game. And like, I, it makes me want to play it, man. It makes me want to play it. It's like, I, do I have the time to play Final Fantasy though? And I don't. I don't have. I the know. Time. Like, uh, if, if like if nothing else was coming out that intrigued you, maybe you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like, okay, maybe you know, down the road, I can yeah. pick it up and play both of them or whatever. Because I started remake. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like it. I didn't give it a fair chance. I will say that I didn't right. play enough of it, but it was like, okay, this does look really good, but you know, it wasn't like, Hey man, it's okay. I'm, I'm playing Hogwarts legacy a year later. It's, it's fine. You know true, what I mean? True. True. But guys, you know what you don't have to wait on is the PlayStation quickies. Mm-hmm. So starting off, hold on, where'd it go? Starting off rumor fire sprites, new game is project heartbreak and features talent from rockstar and telltale games. Uh, speaking more on Rebirth, Rebirth will take nearly up to 150 gigs of space on PS5. Uh, and like Zach's alluded to a moment ago, Rebirth demo, there's a Rebirth demo available right now. Silent Hill 2 Remake to launch simultaneously on PS5 and PC with and will be Sony exclusive for 12 months. Helldivers 2 will receive free post-launch content, including new biomes and enemies. Helldivers 2 is topping Steam sales sales charts in North America just ahead of launch. This was yesterday. Until Dawn on PS5 will feature new third-person camera and will expand on the emotional parts of the story. Following that, Until Dawn 2 was reportedly in the pipeline, but eventually evolved into The Quarry. Rumor, Uncharted Drake's Fortune remake potentially in the works. The Last of Us Part 3 has a concept, and Neil Druckmann says it does feel like there's one more chapter to this story. Catherine O'Hara has officially joined the cast of HBO's The Last of Us Season 2. And lastly, Spider-Man 2 New Game Plus update arrives on March 7th along with new suits. Finally, as The Rock says. 
finally yeah like i'm glad that it's finally happening but it's a little too late like correct it's almost it's pretty much half a year after the game's launched yeah and it's like okay would you rather have the game or new game plus and launch and wait you know six more months and it's like i'd rather have the game uh because at this point it's like all right i've platinum the game a few, a few new suits is not going to get me there dlc will get me there but i don't correct. i don't know if we're going to get dlc which is weird but i i don't know again with the way playstation is is treating their exclusives it could go either way it could go the uncharted spider-man route with where they do like intercools like short little stories or they could go still do dlc like with uh ragnarok and forbidden west and it's like all right now we're gonna give out updates like a year or so after launch and here you go here's a way to die back in the game it could go either way yeah well in spider-man one we did get the city that never sleeps that's true which was overall pretty solid yeah um, it was like they kind of rushed though because they announced that like right before launch and everyone's like and you're going to release it three months after the game cool yeah yeah exactly what like the end of it was like okay <laughs> but it was yeah. like some of it like the earlier stuff was really good and mm. then it was just like okay uh, so i i'm hoping that we do get stuff i definitely want like a daredevil dlc like i think yeah. that would be super cool introduce him into this world and as a character and everything mm -hmm. dan says i think we're going to get a dlc based on the fire cult storyline and that was the biggest cliffhanger toward you know like like so of the game at, at least of all the side quests i feel like that is going to be spider-man 3 though i feel like he, also he will true. be who will be a villain, if not a main villain in Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like if he is, if he's DLC, I feel like it's almost wasted potential. Unless it Correct. is like a Miles Morales kind of level of, mm -hmm. you know, and then it's not DLC, it's a whole nother game Correct. Uh, at that point. But yeah, I I wouldn't want the City, a city Never Sleeps type DLC with that. I want yeah. something more fleshed out for sure. Yeah. Um. The. the what was the other one that I was going to say? Do you think? Do you feel like? And guys, y'all chime in the chat as well. Do you feel like The Last of Us has another part to it, or do you feel like it wrapped up in part two? I haven't played part two, so I I can't speak to it. I mean, okay. Again, we go back to the 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 debate of you could have made an argument that we didn't need a part two, like the way the, the story in part one told it. But I do think like, because part the yes, well, it involved Ellie in part one. It was more of Joel's story in part one. Part True. two was more of Ellie's story mm -hmm. with Joel involved at the same time. So both sides have been told, but now it's like, where do you go from here? Mm -hmm. Like, do you make Abby the focus in part three? Do you... Yeah do other things like do you still continue like i don't i don't know could they yes will my question is will it still have the same impact now again mm, if you give yeah. it time and you give neil a chance to think because naughty dog has earned that right i know they kind of flubbed with the multiplayer game they were working on and that ended up being you know not happening at the same time yeah. 
they are the crown jewel in Sony's crown. Mm. And it's like Sony was gonna be like, we're gonna we're gonna let you do what you want at your own pace. Like figure it out as long as you make another banger. That's all we care about. So I guess given time, you could come up with a great story. My only thing is, is like, will it be worth telling? Yeah, I think that's the the biggest issue is like, is there a story with our main cast or is it totally disconnected? Yeah. You know, and it's like, yes, there are a lot of stories within that world that could be told, mm-hmm. but like to be a part three. Yeah. It would feel weird to be just oh well the first two parts were these characters and now there has does this one has nothing to do with any of that because again because you run the risk of like all right we've dipped our toes in the water too much now because the yes like the first one had emotional beats and significant Mm -hmm. impacts the second one had a different turn like like it had those same things, but for a different reason because yep. it was going toward the story they were like the theme of the story they were going with. I feel like if you try and figure out a theme and then try and figure out it, it it'll start to lose its luster and lose the same thing because it's like all right, it just rinse and repeats with either different characters or just like a like a different theme that's similar to other ones we've seen before. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. the, it's it's the risk of going to the well one too many times. Yeah, and I feel like. <sighs> one more chapter you know one more season one more movie like that's the the feel of like any big you know oh yeah that that was pretty much what it it's like when kojima was still with konami Mm -hmm. and they did all these metal gears like he did all these parts and then all these like interquels and it's just like when you got to metal gear 5 it told this little section of story from what i've been what from what people told me that was like in it that it was like cool don't know if i really needed that but cool that you did went back and addressed this as well and it's like you run that risk of be, it, yeah. when you're a long running franchise yeah it just feels like oh the show's doing really well we need to put mm-hmm. out another game yeah that that's what it feels like it's like oh we've already put out the remaster and it's on pc and then we just put out the second one uh you know and it's like then we'll port that to pc but it's like we need another game and it's like you know just let it stand on its own and do something new you because naughty dog is really good at coming up with new worlds it's something that's interesting Mm -hmm. and we haven't seen anything necessarily new in a while from them and it would be nice to see something new and i'm gonna just say it I don't think Naughty Dog is the crown jewel anymore because they had a game canceled. Yes and no. They're, they they're, had, how about they this? They're still the ground jewel for storytelling. They had a game canceled. You know who hadn't got a game canceled? In this modern era? Santa Monica. I was going to say, what you can't say that. Don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it just to serve your narrative, sir. Santa they, had that, they had that space game canceled. Stop it. Sucker Punch. And no, I'll give you because I haven't unless unless that I remember they haven't had a game in, canceled unless they just nixed it and just didn't say it. It was like, don't you tell a soul. Insomniac. <laughs> Insomniac yeah. puts out more games than anybody. <laughs> like oh, them, man. them and Obsidian. Like they, they they've been in that sweatshop, bro. Like. Yeah, <laughs> them and them and Obsidian. Like they're they're like, <laughs> you know. Uh, twins and just on the opposite sides of the war type deal 
Dan says, I was disappointed in part two. I don't want to see a part three. And I, I kind of feel that way. I haven't played part two. I don't know if I'm, you know, how I would necessarily feel about part two. I know some of it and some of the things that are in it and everything, but it's like, I don't want them to just be doing it to make money. And that's mm -hmm. what it feels like. It's like, we just got to make more money. Uh, and I know, again, it, at the end of the day, it is a business, all that sort of deal. So, uh, But, yeah, there we go, guys. It's time for the Patreon Quick Hits. The Quick Hits are brought to you by our wonderful patrons. You can go support the Nerd Cave and help us continue to make awesome shows like this one. Help keep the lights and the mics on. So go over and become part of the ship, part of the crew over at patreon.com slash nerd cave. Pick the tier that, pit, that fits best for you. And if you don't have any money to toss, you can join our Patreon for free and see some of the cool stuff that we're putting over there. It helps us out a ton, guys. The more people we get over there, the more stuff we can do. And we appreciate all the love and support so now it is time for the patreon quick hits take it away derek so first up ed comes to street fighter 6 on february 27th project gemini development looks to continue as people can fly secure short-term content writer supermassive co-founders have left the studio devolver digital ceo douglas morin has stepped down and will be will be replaced by former ceo harry miller like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is the fastest-selling game in the Yakuza series to date. Resident Evil 4 Gold Edition will bundle all the DLC in one package, will launch tomorrow, and but however, the physical launch will only happen in Europe. Obsidian says Avowed has will have multiple endings. Following that, Avowed director says team is, quote, actively working on making combat more impactful. Hi-Fi Rush Datamine appears to confirm PlayStation and Switch ports. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 will see Jim Carrey return as Dr. Robotnik. Uh, another rumor, Resident Evil, or no, rumor, five Resident Evil titles currently in development. Final Fantasy XIV requires a Game Pass subscription to play on Xbox. This does not um, substitute your monthly subscriptions you pay for the game. You have to pay, you still have to pay that and make sure you have a Game Pass subscription. Uh, rumor, Call of Duty Black Ops Gulf War will feature an open world campaign. Mortal Kombat 1 Season 4 and Peacemaker will arrive in the new era on February 28th. Hogwarts Legacy officially crowned the best-selling game worldwide of 2023. WWE 2K24 gameplay trailer confirms Muhammad Ali will be playable. Rumor, Personas 2 and 4 remakes exist at Atlas, claims Reliable Leaker. Team Ninja says Wolong Fallen Dynasty sequel is not in the pipeline right now. Visual Concepts Austin suffers job losses. Toys for Bob is potentially shutting down as a result of Microsoft's layoffs. Following that, the FTC complains that Microsoft's 1900 layoffs contradict what was said in the antitrust trial. A Final Fantasy VIII remake would see changes to the battle system, says director. And lastly, the latest Nintendo quarterly re results reveal 20 million Zelda sales, 3 million Mario RPG sales, and more. Toys for Bob. Why are they hating on Toys for Bob? I know, man. man like, what, why do they just hate on Crash Bandicoot? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it's like we lose Vicarious Visions under mm -hmm. Activision. Yep. You know, to help build crappy games because, <laughs> you know, they're great. Right. But, you know, not anymore. And now Toys for Bob. And I'm just like, 
And you know, I'm gonna side with the FTC on this. That's a good point. It is true because it's a good point. And it also because you remember how we were talking about like after they finished this, like because I, I feel like it was like an audience question, like, oh well, like well they could will they do like a big acquisition again? I feel like it's like and we kind of were on the side of I don't think they can they want to go mm-hmm. through all these hoops again, but now this further cements because if they ever go against the world again to do this big merger this will not be in their favor because no. they'll look at this and like, Hey, remember that those almost pretty much 2000 people you laid off shortly after you finished the acquisition. Are you, you're going to pretty much do that again. You can say you're not going to, but it's going to happen again. No, we're going to block this one. Yeah. Yeah. I think Microsoft has pigeonholed itself, but yeah. in the end, do they really need to buy anybody else? Because they've got so many people. Now. Yeah. Like they, the, the, their only move is to buy smaller, like indie devs at this point. That's it. Yeah. Leave indie devs alone. Yeah, they're the only also ones, true. They're the only ones that are making good games. Let's see. of stars is, is the showcase. <laughs> now I will say, I, I wouldn't be too mad if Sony bought, uh, their developer, but. You know, leave them alone. If they keep making good games like that, don't don't ruin yeah. the system. Don't ruin the system. Well, there you go, guys. There is the show this week. We hope that you enjoyed it. This has been Zach. And Max Mind Reach Stone. Y'all bless week. Bye.